Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. horse with a speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty Hyo Silver, the Lone Ranger. faithful Indian companion Tonto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver. Let's go, big fellow. I'll Silver. The town of Truckville began as a distribution point for materials when the railroad was being built and grew in importance as a focal point of Union Pacific activities. Most of those who lived in Truckville were connected directly or indirectly with the railroad. The caboose, a small restaurant near the tracks, was owned by Widow Dorset, whose husband years ago had helped lay the tracks. It was after dark and the dinner hour was long since past. Ma Dorset locked the door and led the way into a private dining room in the rear. Come with me, gentlemen. She was accompanied by an old friend, an official of the railroad named Gallagher, and one of the smartest railroad detectives, Tom Greeley. Gallagher carried a heavy wooden box, which he placed on a table. <coughs> oh, my sakes alive, I'm glad to see you, Mr. Gallagher. It's been a long time since you came from the east. Yes, it has, Mrs. Dorset. How does your son like his railroad wagon? Fine, just fine, Mr. Gallagher. 
Jimmy's a good lad. He should go a long way. Well, Mr. Greeley, it's the first time I've met a railroad detective. Well, I'm beginning to think I'm not a very good one. You're good, Greeley. But you're up against Duke Warbler's gang. I see you brought a box. You know what it is, Tom. It's just what you ask for, built according to your specifications. Good, good. Close that door. I'll set up the apparatus here on the table near the window. We'll see how it works. That equipment was just one of two things I asked for. Yes, I know. I asked for someone to help me. Someone who was reliable, knew the telegraph code, was a crack shot with either hand, a hard fighter and absolutely fearless. Personally, I thought you were asking for the impossible, but a friend in Washington found the man for you. Mr. Gallagher, I don't know what you're planning, but my boy Jimmy is reliable and honest, and, and if he could help in any way, why, he's well, brave. Thanks, Ma. We may call on Jimmy later. Where's the man you've selected? How soon can he get here? <laughs> Within five minutes. What? Look out that window. What do you see? Uh, nothing. Just level ground for about a quarter of a mile, and then a hill. And the moon coming over the horizon. A man is on that hillside. He's watching this window. He'll come as soon as I tell him to. You've got to send for him? No. He's watching for the signal of the flashing light. The Lone Ranger and Tonto had been camped on the hillside since late afternoon. Since darkness, they had taken turns to keep the rear window of the distant restaurant under constant observation. Silver stood nearby, saddled and ready to move on short notice. I've told you all I know about this situation, Tonto. I had the telegram from our friend in Washington. He said that the Union Pacific was in desperate trouble. He asked us to help. And I agreed. He sent another message telling me to be here tonight. And watch for a flashing light in the rear window of Maud Dorset's restaurant. Look, Kimasabi. A light. That must be it. And they go there and receive instructions from a man named Gallagher. Light flash dots dashes. Light telegraph. That's right. It's a message. <laughs> Steady, Silver. We've got to tighten this cinch. You see what lights say? Yes. Walk in the rear door without knocking. All right, that's what I'll do. Easy, steady, big fellow. Wait here, Tonto. Now, me wait. One silver. My sakes alive, that's the most wonderful thing I've ever seen. What miracles will electricity bring us next? How long shall I keep repeating a signal? You can stop flashing any time now, Greeley. I see our man riding this way. Look out the window. Uh, the white horse? Yes. The moonlight makes that horse look like silver. <laughs> You're laughing at it. Without realizing it, Greeley, you've put your finger on it. That horse is silver. Silver, huh? Don't be surprised when you see the man who's going to help you. He'll be wearing a mask. A mask? Oh, mercy me. Glad to see you. Mr. Gallagher. I'm Gallagher. This is Mrs. Dorset. How do you do? I'm glad to know you, Mrs. Dorset. I've heard a lot of fine things about you. Oh. Thank you, sir. Thank you. And Tom Greeley. Heard of you too, Greeley. I hope you're geared for trouble. Do you have more than you can handle alone? Yes, I have, and I don't mind admitting it. Oh. This is interesting apparatus. Could you see the flashing light clearly? Quite. Greeley designed that light. It's an oil lantern, you see. A regular bullseye lantern with a shutter to cut off the light. The shutter seems to operate by electricity. Yes, these batteries provide the current. Oh? 
The magnets here close the shutter just as they would operate the sounder of a telegraph instrument. I see. I operate it by using this telegraph key. When I press it down like this, it makes the contact. Uh The shutter opens let the light shine out. When I open the switch, cutting off the current, the shutter drops back and shuts off the light. If you'll sit down, I'll tell you our problem and Greeley's plan to meet it. Very well. You don't need me here, Mr. Uh, No, Mrs. Dorset. Not unless you want to stay. I'll go out front and finish cleaning up. Let me know if you want anything. One of the grandest women that ever lived. I knew her husband. He was a fine man. Her son is working for us now. A good boy, too. We have a lot of confidence in Jimmy Dorset. But to get back to the problem, have you ever heard of Duke Warbler's gang? Yes. The cleverest gang of crooks that's ever been organized. They seem to confine their activities to the railroad. And they've stolen plenty. The Warbler gang has stolen valuable securities, mail, shipments of greenbacks, a cargo of silk. I tell you, that gang has hit us hard. And none of the loot has ever been recovered. We must smash Duke Warbler before he smashes us. The man who asked me to come here said you had a plan in mind. We have. I want you to meet a member of Warbler's gang. A member? Tom Sparks, otherwise known as Tom Greeley. You? (laughs) Yes, me. I've read newspaper accounts of Tom Sparks. He recently escaped from an eastern prison. Well, the real Tom Sparks is still in prison. Oh? With the cooperation of the authorities, we faked a story of his escape. I see. I took his identity, and by pulling a few strings, I managed to meet Duke Warbler. I've met several of his gang, and I'm to be included in the next big job. If you're that close to the gang, why don't you make some arrests? I could place some of the gang under arrest at any time, but what good would it do? In the first place, we'd have a hard time proving a case against them. In the second place, we'd get only part of the gang. In the third place, we'd get none of the loot. That gang has nearly a quarter of a million dollars in stolen goods hidden away somewhere. That's why I need help. I'm going to travel with the gang and learn the details of the next big robbery. I'm going to pass those details along to you. And after that, it'll be your move. I see. I've learned this much. Yes? Duke Warbler works out all the details ahead of time. Oh? He doesn't take any of the men into his confidence until the last minute. Now, tonight at midnight, the train will leave here heading west. Yes. Warbler and some of his men, myself included, are to meet in a car on that train. Between here and the next station, we'll be given the details of the next robbery. You may be sure that robbery will take place before morning. You uh, have no idea what's to be stolen? Not the slightest idea. I'll find out when I'm with Warbler. From then on, I'll have no chance to write a note or communicate with anyone. Inasmuch as this will be Greeley's first trick as a member of the gang, he'll be watched like a hawk. Yes. That signal light is the means I devise to communicate with you. Oh, how? Well, here's the plan. The westbound train is being made up here in the Truckville yard. Yes? There'll be an empty baggage car directly behind the locomotive and tender, next to passenger car with a smoking room at the front. Uh-huh. Then there'll be other cars, mostly freight, Ending with a caboose. You'll be in the passenger car with Duke Warbler and his gang? Yes. There'll be no other passengers there, I'm quite sure of that. We'll sit in the smoking room. Now, I don't know how many of the gang will be on hand, but uh, here's the point. Yes. From the rear of the baggage car, you'll be able to watch the end of our car. This lantern and the batteries to operate it will be installed on the end of that car. How do you plan to operate the signal light? I'll operate it from where I'm sitting with the gang. You can't use that telegraph key while they're watching you. I'm not going to. Here, look at this ring. Yes. Notice this projecting bit of metal? Yes. Well, when it's pressed down, it makes a contact to close an electrical circuit, just the same as a telegraph key. Oh. Now, I'll be the first to board that car, and I'll take a seat close to the window. Fine wires will be connected to this ring. 
They'll run out the window and along the outside of the car to the batteries and the flashing light. Then while you sit and talk to the gang, you'll use the ring as a key and tell me the plan? That's right. I'll rest my arm on the window ledge. I'll have the window open slightly. I'll try to find out what Warbler plans to steal and how he plans to steal it. But I'll have to stay with the gang right through to the end. You said the baggage car would be empty? That's right. You can go on board any time between now and midnight. Get on board before the train moves off the siding so the members of the gang won't see you. I'm going to take a friend of mine, an Indian named Tonto, into that baggage car with me. That's up to you. Also, our horses. I'll see that a ramp is provided for the horses. Good enough. We'll be on the train. Good luck to you, Greeley. Thanks. I'll be watching for your signals. We're counting on you. Counting heavily. I'll probably see you, Mr. Gallagher, shortly before midnight. Yes, I'll be at the train. Silver, they may have a lot of action between now and daybreak. Easy, big fella. Mon Silver! The strictest secrecy was maintained in the railroad yard at Truckville. The train that had just been made up was guarded by reliable men, and all approaches to the yard were carefully watched. The engineer and Gallagher, the eastern official, stood near a ramp that led to the side door of a baggage car directly behind the locomotive and tender. Murphy, two men and two horses will board the baggage car. Now, this is a very serious situation. You must keep everything dead secret or something tragic may happen. That I will, Mr. Gallagher. One of these men will wear a mask. Pay no attention to that. You are to take orders from him. Do whatever he says, no matter what it is. Mm. Looks like they're coming now. Yes. Hello, Gallagher. Hello. This is Tonto. You'll be traveling with me. Good. I'm glad to know you, Tonto. How? And here's Murphy, the engineer. How are you? Hello, Murphy. I've instructed him to act on your orders. And I, I don't mind saying it'll be the first time I ever took orders from a man wearing a mask. Well, I don't know what orders I might give. Perhaps none. But you are to have absolute authority, even to stopping the train. Are any other westbound trains running tonight? No, the track will be open. There'll be an eastbound out of Denver, which same we'll pass around the middle of the night. Very well. We'll get the horses on board. Well, me take Scout Silver. You can uh, get to your cab, Murphy. Take her away on schedule. That I will. Well, I guess everything is ready. That lighted car is the one the Warbler gang will occupy? Yes. Greeley will go aboard as soon as the train pulls out of the yards. The others will join him at the crossing a couple of miles west of here. Now, if you stand at the rear of the baggage car, you'll see the signal light. Is that installed? Installed and tested. Well, Murphy is ready. Good luck to you. Thanks. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments.
Now to continue our story. Acting the role of Tom Sparks, escaped criminal, Greeley swung aboard the train. He was the only occupant as he sat down in the smoking room of the passenger car. He reached through the slightly open window, groped for a moment, and found two thin wires. He attached these to a special ring worn on his left hand. Then, pressing a small metal switch on the ring, he closed a circuit that caused a light to show momentarily on the front of the car. The Lone Ranger and Tonto were watching from the rear door of the baggage car ahead. There it is, Tonto, the light. Really's in place and ready. Ah. Train slow down. It'll stop at the crossing to take on passengers. That's where Warbler and his men are to come on board. Duke Warbler was accompanied by a thin, pale-faced individual called Slick and another man who wore the cold expression of a killer. The three sat with Greeley, who was known to Warbler as Sparks. Warbler did most of the talking. Right now, I want to lay out the program to you boys. That's what I want to hear. How big is this job tonight, Warbler? <laughs> big enough. We're going to lift about $25,000 worth of negotiable securities. There'll be some stocks and bonds that we can turn... Tom Greeley's left hand rested on the windowsill. His thumb, bent beneath his fingers, manipulated the tiny switch on his ring. A switch that operated the flashing light that could be seen from the door of the baggage car by the Lone Ranger and Tonto. For your information, Sparks, I'll tell you that I have men spotted in the right places. One of the boys on my payroll keeps me posted on valuables that are being shipped... That's how I happen to know about this $25,000 prize. Where and when do we pick it up? It's in a safe in the baggage car of the eastbound coming from Denver. On the eastbound, eh? What kind of a safe? A good one. Maybe we should have brought some blasting powder. <laughs> Why use blasting powder when the safe will be open for us? You see, another one of the men who is on my payroll is going to be guarding that safe. who guards the safe is on Warbler's payroll. Warbler's got plenty crook in gang. Wait a minute, Tonto, wait. Light's flashing again. The light controlled by Greeley in the next car flashed dots and dashes at incredible speed. Tonto couldn't read the code, but he knew by the expression of the masked man's face that the signals were of grim significance. Tonto. What matter? Greeley had just sent the name of the guard. The man who's going to open that safe so Warbler and his gang can steal the money. You know him? Jimmy Dorset. Son of that fine old lady who runs a restaurant. So you've got Dorset lined up in your gang, huh, Warbler? He's not in the gang. I managed to bribe him to do this one job for me, that's all. How are we going to get from this train to the eastbound? Both trains, eastbound and westbound, stop at a place called Burkeville. This train gets there first. We leave the train and wait in Burkeville for the freighter. That's the eastbound? Yes. Two of the boys will meet us in Burkeville. They'll have strong horses for our getaway. After we've got the stuff out of that safe, we take the horses to the hideout, huh? No, Sparks. We don't go to the hideout. I have other plans. We can't go to the hideout for some time. Not 
going to hide out for some time. Oh, the light stopped flashing, Toto. Greeley's told us all he can. We catch gang at Burtville? No, that won't help. We get some of the gang, but not all. We want the whole gang and all the money, gold and jewels that have been stolen in previous robberies. Oh, that's right. As soon as we pull out of Burkeville, I'll go and speak to Murphy, the engineer. The westbound stopped on schedule at Burkeville. The Lone Ranger and Tonto, watching through a slightly open door of the baggage car, saw the Warbler gang step down and join two men who waited near the track with extra horses. Then the train rolled on. About one mile west of Burkeville, the Lone Ranger made his way to the cab of the engine. Murphy, I've got to transfer to the eastbound. Your best bet would be the top of Beacon Hill. That's only a couple of miles from here. That it is. I can let you off there, and then you'll only have a few minutes to wait. The eastbound will be moving slow after the uphill climb. You can border easy. I'd hope to have more time before that train reached Burkeville. You want me to stop on the hill so you can take your horses off my train? Yes, Murphy. Stop at the top of Beacon Hill. The last man and Toto were ready when the train stopped a few minutes later. They got Scout and Silver off the train, then watched as the westbound moved on in the darkness. How long we wait here? Not long, Toto. I think I see the eastbound coming up the hill right now. Ah. We go on board? I'll go aboard. You stay with the horses. Bring Silver back to Burkeville. I'll meet you there. Ah, me do it. I'm going to try to get the valuables out of the safe and get off the train. I want the Warbler gang to think they have some competition. You want gang to think you crook? Yes. That's part of my plan to locate their hideout and find the rest of the gang. Here come train. I'll be ready to swing aboard as it passes. The eastbound was at slow speed as it reached the crest of the hill after a long upgrade. When it began to gather speed on the downhill run, the masked man was clinging to the side of the car in which Jimmy Dorset sat beside a small safe. The young man's face was drawn and tense in the lamplight. His lips moved as he murmured. A couple of minutes more. Just a couple of minutes and then then I'll become a crook. What will my mom think? Oh, I'm glad Dad's not alive to see me turn crooked. I... What? Hello, Jimmy. Are you that, that mask? Why are you surprised? You knew what was coming, didn't you? But I... Is that safe unlocked? Yes, but I've changed my mind. What? I'm not going to help. You just try to smash Ma's restaurant and I'll find some way to get square. I'm not helping, see? I'm going to lock that safe. Now hold on. You... Let me go. Let me go. You're not going to lock that safe. Now listen to me, Jimmy. Let go of me. Listen to me, will you? I'm glad you changed your mind. Now let me tell you something. Jimmy struggled with the strength that came of desperation to break free of the Lone Ranger's grip. Meanwhile, the train drew nearer to Burkeville, where the Warbler's men were waiting. I'm not one of the Warbler's gang. I don't care. Can't you hear me? I know your mother. Jimmy, you give me no choice. I've got to do this. I'm sorry, Jimmy. Sorry I had to knock you out. I've got to empty that safe and get away from here. Precious minutes had been lost. Jimmy lay unconscious on the floor as the masked man turned to the safe. The outer door swung open easily, but there was an inside compartment that was locked. He must be in his pocket. The train was moving slowly. Burkeville must be very near. Beads of perspiration appeared on the Lone Ranger's face as he went through the pockets of the guard. Finally, he found a small flat key. Oh, that's the one. These must be the documents. Can't take time to examine them. 
I'll just take everything that's in the safe. All right, boys. The train had stopped. The Warbler's men were waiting. The masked man saw them through the partly open side door of the car, and he too was seen. Hey, someone's in there. The Lone Ranger smashed the lamp with one quick shot. In darkness, then, he turned to meet the gang. Oh, no, you don't. The fight was waged in darkness. Bullet after bullet crashed into the baggage car, some chugging into the wall and others hammering against the metal safe. The Lone Ranger returned the fire. Then Jimmy regained consciousness and tried to get to his feet. What's going on? Get back on the floor, out of the line of fire. Jimmy! You poor kid. You stopped that bullet the hard way. I'll use your gun. Some of the crooks were hit. Greeley, working with the Warbler's men, managed to do some damage to his own side. Then help came. Come on, Get into that fight! The delay had given the train men a chance to join in with their guns. They came on the run from the engine, and Tonto, riding hard, came from the other direction, leading Silver. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Me get him! The boys! Boys, hit the saddles! Get clear! The odds had changed. Warbler and his men leaped to their horses and fled for safety. While the trainmen emptied their guns at the retreating crooks, the masked man, carrying a bundle, leaped from the car to Silver's broad back. Then in the moonlight, the fireman saw his mask. Great thing. Don't load that gun. Why, you... I'd have gotten away with this stuff sooner if it hadn't been for that guard. You should have known better than to try and fight. Come on, Silver! It was the next night when Duke Warbler faced his men with an angry frown. The man who got away with that cash is a smart crook. He left a silver bullet. Now listen, boys. Our next move is going to be to get that man. I want him dead. And in another place, a secret rendezvous, the Lone Ranger met Gallagher. I saw Mrs. Dorsey. She's pretty badly broken up about her son's death, but glad he died a hero. I understand he emptied his gun before he was shot. I emptied his gun for him, Gallagher. I'm glad his mother will never have to know how close he came to helping those crooks. I suppose you know you're branded as a thief. That's how it'll have to be until we get the Warbler gang. That's why I left a bullet inside the safe. The silver bullet? Yes. I want that gang to concentrate on me as a man who stole the loot from under them. We'll see what they do as the next move. My friend, don't underestimate the Warbler gang. You're in greater danger than you've ever known. That gang will concentrate all its power to try to get you. By the way, Gallagher, get that flashing light in the ring that controls it. I'll need that apparatus. I'll do it. I know one more thing. Yes? Here, this package. (laughs) This holds the contents of that safe. This is what I'm supposed to have stolen. I'll turn it over to you. Very well. You'll hear from me soon. Take care of yourself. I'll try. That masked man has the courage of a lion. This is going to be a fight to the finish. The Warbler gang against the Lone Ranger.
This is a feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated, created and produced by George W. Trendle and directed by Charles D. Livingston. Tonight's story was written by Fran Stryker. The part of the Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer. Brace Beamer.